0: Friends, it's true, you know. Personal, local, global wellness. You may now begin the course. The emotional response to love. It's awfully important. Is usually the result of a declummy family. A show of affection.
1: Redefining what health means for you.
0: And the real fundamental you, you, you. Well, if you like a
1: place where well, there's never a dull moment, choose the right flavor of wellness for you. see wellness host the
0: Personal Local Global Wellness Show. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Personal Local Global Wellness Show. This is June Sindacy. I work at Sindacy Wellness. And this show is hosted by Cindice Wellness. A little bit about me, your host. I'm a healthcare practitioner at SyndaC Wellness, helping men and women move from emotional overwhelm and anxiety to a state of peace, calm, and comfort, as well as clarity and optimal productivity in their lives. Teaching stress management skills, using nutrition analysis paired with my counseling practice. I'm very, very excited today. We have a long time high school friend <laughs> we weren't close in high school we hardly knew each other we've reconnected this year and it's like the greatest nourishment and medicine for I'll speak for my soul jade elizabeth is joining us thank you for being here she has developed cacao consciousness that platform a plant-based eating plan health company with many different programs to help people reignite their wellness and take care of their bodies and mind, as well as the Bridal Wellness and Support COVID Bridge Guide Project, which I'm really excited to get into because a lot of people who are getting married right now need a lot of support. Um, So I'm excited to jump into this and have you tell us a little bit about you and your life history, what got you into doing all these different projects and offerings that you have in the world today. And uh, we have a really, really exciting interview planned out for you all, so I'm excited to jump in. Thank you for joining us, Jade.
1: Thank you for the intro, June. Beautiful, and yes, my heart is so happy to be reunited with you as well as now close friends. Yes, so my name is Jade. I am a wellness practitioner. So I'm a yoga teacher and I am a plant based nutritionist. And I have just developed a program for brides called COVID Bride Guide. And I actually just got married two weekends ago. So this is all so close to my soul. And this is kind of my passion project right now, as well as the Cacao Conscious platform that I've created with my dear sister Shannon. I did yoga teacher training with Shannon and we have Cacao Conscious where we share our yoga flows, our meditations, we do workshops, plant-based recipes, and it's all sisterhood fun and play. So I have those two babies basically that I am able to share what I love and what has helped me so much, find this grounded, calm, peaceful, connected state with my mental health and my physical health. And um, it's my passion to help others now.
0: Thank you, Jade. Um, Can we talk a little bit about plant-based nutrition for dummies and why people should consider it, or at least having the base of what they eat, the plants, um, and the benefits of it in your specific approach?
1: Absolutely. Okay. This is what drives me home. Really. I started a plant-based diet when I was in high school. So maybe 15 and it has changed my life dramatically. So plant-based is eating mostly plants. It can be plant-based vegan, which is eating all plants and no animal products at all. You can be a plant-based vegetarian where you do incorporate, um, dairy and eggs, or you can just be plant-based and incorporate a little bit of animal products. And it's really important to eat mostly plants because plants are what your body thrives off of. They're both nutrient-dense and vitamin and mineral-rich, And these foods, your body kind of feeds on them and converts them to energy so easily. So it doesn't have to work to digest them or break them down. If these foods, plant foods do work with your body, some, you know, everyone's body is different and some plants might not work well with other bodies than, than most, but, um, yeah. So eating this way, just, you're kind of working with your body rather than working against it. So I, Am all for eating greens all throughout the day, fruits and vegetables. You know, mostly plants all day. And um, I work with my clients to help them incorporate more plants into their diet, and then just crowd out the rest of the foods that might not be serving them. What would you
0: say to people who start to go plant-based or vegan, and have a misconception that? fresh fruits and vegetables should be the core main pillar rather than what I've seen a lot of people suffer and struggle with is going to the supermarket and buying packaged tofu, packaged plant-based um I don't even know the words, processed foods that can you explain to us a little bit of the issue of what, what's really happening in the body there? when they?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: But they're not getting the right nutrients or cofactors precursor to neurotransmitter and hormonal development. Those, those things where we get from veggies.
1: Right, absolutely. So we're talking about whole foods. So veggies and fruits are whole foods. So what I uh, I eat and I encourage my clients to eat as well and everyone really is a whole foods plant-based diet rather than just, you know, labeling it vegan or vegetarian because, you know, a cookie with 20 grams of sugar could be vegan and that might not equal healthy. So there is a lot of kind of gray matter around all of these terms and it's really difficult and challenging to use them because everyone has their own perception of all of these terms, vegan and plant-based and whole foods. But yeah, just getting down to the basics, kind of just to the produce aisle, buying mostly your groceries from the produce aisle, fresh fruits, fresh vegetables. And um, yeah, you know, the vegan packaged processed items really might not be as healthy as they appear to be. So there is some part of the marketing industry that's that's hopping in there and capitalizing. I think on the plant-based or vegan little label, if you will. Um, but it's it's always helpful to just know the whole, f- literally the whole fruit or vegetable um, is like the biggest source of the vitamin and minerals that you can get from the food.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Because I I see people with intentions like extreme chronic fatigue or inflammation, as well as wanting to lose weight that go vegan and um, aren't receiving the full benefits that they could. So I'm really excited that you were able to break it down and explain that to us because um, there's a shift. And I'd love to chat on this too. I remember I eat animal protein and veggies. I can't do a lot of starches just because of my metabolic type and other issues. Um, I get a little brain foggy, but I had this belief that I couldn't just eat veggies and like um, I also believe like if I didn't eat a carb with a meal, I could never feel full and i'd love to hear from your practice and what you've seen with clients where people have to really debunk myths of their mind to Mm -hmm. be able to believe like veggies are going to fill me. Fruit is going to fill me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was so scared to eat just a protein and veggie meal. (laughs) It could be plant protein or, um, or animal protein. I thought I wasn't going to be full and it was coming out of my eating disorder days where I was like, I'd eat a really well-prepared, nourished meal. I'd be really present. And then I would just grab some chips or i just grab some bread because I wasn't going to be full. And what you've seen with people's transition of, it's a very mind-body experience, shifting diet. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I It's most of my work, what I do, and you as well, I'm sure, is it's the mindset. So it's also just when I have a client and they're shifting to plant-based, I recommend that they completely take all of their distractions away when they're eating so they can really check in with their body as they're eating. And when you're eating and when you're checking in with your body and those are your only two jobs at the time then you can be fully present when you're eating. And um, then you can you learn more about your body and, and how you feel. And then maybe you put your hand on your stomach and ask, am I full or is it like my head? What, what is louder right now? My head saying I'm not full or my stomach saying I'm not full? So it's it's kind of slowing down and just facing those two things, your stomach and your head at the same time. And and just being curious, really, because curiosity is where you'll start to pick apart different areas of why you think that way and why you feel this way when you're eating.
0: I'm so glad we went there because I was going to say next. And can you tell us a little bit about mindful eating and how or where or what we should be doing when we're eating? So I'm so happy you went there because I was chatting with a friend who's an herbalist. And I, I know where I stop and <laughs> where my where my limitations are, like where my expertise stops, and you know, extends or whatever. And so I always have an herbalist help with each client I work with. And she was explaining to me, and I'd heard it before, but not the way she would explained it. When we're in, we have the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, and we can only be in one at a time. And when we're in the sympathetic nervous system, we're producing less digestive fluids. So what Jade was just explaining, that mindless eating, that worrying, that checking emails, our body is not in a place to be satiated because we're in a reactive state, looking at the red dings on our phone. To our brain, I really believe is the same as a saber-toothed tiger. I don't think we've evolved as a species enough. And the shift of what Jade was Just describing, if you weren't fully aware, just rewind this to re-listen to what she just explained the next time you eat of really getting that rest and digest system turned on to receive the full nutrient benefits, which I'm starting to learn as well are the cofactors and precursor to hormone and neurotransmitter development. And people don't realize that certain foods are rich with certain chemistry. That then prime us for issues that we have. I just wanted to add to that because it's it's something I I think we've missed out on the basics. Like when we're in school, why aren't they teaching us how to eat? Why aren't they teaching us how to breathe, how to poop? I mean, yeah,
1: I'll be healthy.
0: <laughs> it's how we can focus and learn. So, what I love about Jade and how interdisciplinary her approaches are with her different projects and using her gifts clearly. Is that she's very connected to the seasons and to mindful, intentional living. And when we were preparing this podcast, she said she'd love to chat about fall wellness and the shifts that we make nutritionally and also just in our mindset when we shift seasons. Because I know I'm one of those people, my partner included, when it starts to get cold, I go within and I just curse the cold in winter. And for him in Arizona, when it started to get hot, he said as a little kid, he'd just go in his room and eat. And we both have our own eating disordered history. And he's like, you know, you got to just tell yourself you're going to make it through when the seasons shift. Uh, So I'd love to hear your wisdom and uh, encouragement for embracing the seasons.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you, June. Well, this year, I've really come into the awareness of the seasons and the power of them because this year looks very different than past years and past seasons. So, you know, everything has been a little bit different, a little bit off. So as we did shift into the fall this year, I noticed that there was more awareness on the weather outside because we've been at, in, inside at home and I live in Alexandria, Virginia. So it, it gets cooler around here. It's right outside of DC for those of you that don't know. And um, yeah, like you said, I, I could curl up a little bit. So I started noticing these shifts as the the new season came because I wasn't kind of, Carrying on with my year as I normally did, because it was a different sort of year. So I decided to kind of sit down and like, look, okay, what is fall all about? And I also follow a lot of Ayurveda. And it's um, the ancient sister technique of yoga or science of yoga, right? So total yogi in that sense. And um, it's Vata season. So Vata is the season of air. And there's three doshas in Ayurveda. There's Vata, Kapha, and Pitta. Kapha is the winter, pitta is the summer, and vata is the fall. And vata, interestingly enough, is an air sign. So it's, it's ruled by the air. So, you know, the air in the, in the fall is kind of moving around, and, and the, um, the weather is really unpredictable, and it's creative, and it can be frantic. And um, I was really feeling all of that energy. And I am a Vata constitution myself, so that's, it's even more so, so, you know, like increases like with this Vata energy, with all energies, really. So I was just really feeling it. So I decided to sit down and kind of write down a little guide, like, how can I balance this energy as I shift into fall to ground myself? Because as we are moving from the heat to the cooler weather, it might serve some to also like keep your bodies warmer and start moving your meals to more warm from like a smoothie to oatmeal maybe, or like a cold salad, to like a warm roasted veggie salad, kind of making the shifts with nature so that you can like flow with her gracefully into the cold winter, which we will not speak of.
0: (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm like, keep going, go there. Because Yeah. When you started talking, I was thinking even more so, if someone has an inclination unfolding to go plant-based, contact Jade. Go to someone who has a real understanding and depthful knowledge of how to do it the right way so that you don't cause your body more stress or tax, you know, Mm -hmm. looking at the packaged foods that are are plant-based. And what's even cooler is that she has the ancient wisdoms um, she's connected she studies to the ayurvedic indian traditions that is part of their tradition their religion thousands of years so she give you a lot of context nervous system immune system and just really physically of how great plant-based can be and then empower you with because i haven't studied the ayurvedic that you said the doshas right the three yeah. doshas mm-hmm. and and in into that um, and start to live a very well-rounded, in-tune life with all that that is happening around us, not just inside us, but outside us too. Right.
1: Exactly. That's beautiful. And another thing with the shift of the season, so like you said, it's external. So it's meet, matching our internal with the external and trying to find balance with both. So another thing that is normal for a fall as we are humans here is like kind of like a back to school vibe in the fall you know getting organized so that's another thing that might serve you to really just sit down and kind of get organized and and maybe start something new start learn something new and as you do shift into these these slower colder months um keeping some of that heat from the summer some something inside of you that's a fire maybe starting a new fire inside of you to carry you through the winter.
0: I love it. Oh, yes. I love all the little mindfulness, just nuggets of meaning. I get so, I get off to that. Um, So as I had been sharing, you have a very strong mindfulness practice, intentional living practice and spiritual practice and influence people to start their own spiritual practice or deepen their spiritual practice. And I'm happy we're going there. And as you've led this spiritual life, very connected life, um, from all realms, you had shared with me that you wanted to share with us a bit about what today is the super new moon. And I'll share some things I'm learning as well. Um, The super new Libra moon and about its significance um, for new beginnings and astrology. And if you'd like to take us there, and I'm going to be chomping on cacao because I'm with the cacao consciousness girl
1: cacao every day absolutely yes it is such a special day today we are new moon in Libra and I'm a cancer so I'm a moon child I'm ruled by the moon I've all of these moons you can see some moons here all over my apartment love the moon so I follow her and I follow her phases and many of you might also be aware of the power of the moon on full moons it's illuminating and babies are born and people are getting in car accidents and you're having mental breakthroughs and all of these things so the new moon it's a little bit darker you know you don't you're not able to see the moon the moon is like behind the sun and um the moon's not behind the sun the moon is not being able to be seen but it's a time for like introspection so you can kind of I like to have like a date with my journal on the new moon and on the full moon. And on the new moon, what I like to write down is everything that's no longer serving me and releasing it and then starting new intentions for the new cycle until you can, so you set your intentions on the new moon, and then you keep working on them. And then on the full moon, the full moon will shed light. And then you can continue to grow with the cycles of the moon like that. And it's just a really fun way to anchor yourself in both the energy and the power of our universe with our beautiful mother moon, but also to kind of keep yourself on track as the months go and like kind of um, track your progress, I guess, if you could say. Um, so love a good new moon and it is Libra in Libra today. And Libra is all about balance and relationships and harmony and beauty. So this is a really special one and it's a super moon, which is great and so you could kind of ask yourself like what's what feels balanced and what feels out of balance and what can I bring to my life to bring more balance or same with beauty like what in my even what in my home can I make more beautiful can I switch this picture to this one kind of just like move around the energy a little bit on these special days um to just like release any stagnancy that you're experiencing in your home and in your body and in your heart. Um, yeah.
0: I love that so much because the, the tribes of the land, I mean, um, one of the biggest traditions in the world, right? Right now, Christianity came out of Judaism and and as well, Islam, the patriarchal lines, they Jewish as well as the uh, Muslim traditions still go by the lunar calendar with their holidays and very connected to the stars. I think the ancients from all tribes were very connected to the stars and the bigger unfolding that's been happening Mercury retrograde started I think the 13th and is finishing on the election day the November 3rd where it's communication errors as well as technological um, errors occur and I love that you went in and really described the moon to us because as female medicine women in training you and I are Connecting to that female wisdom, which is something that is extremely important to me in my practice because I hated being a woman because I, I, uh, I didn't see women in certain jobs I wanted of leadership. I saw women being called bossy if they were a directive or, you know, like strong willed and I had three brothers and all my cousins were boys. So I started to have a lot of dysfunction in my, um, Female organs, my creation center. And I had to really learn to befriend it. And in the old times before electricity, we would bleed on the new moon, we would release. And I love how Jade walked us through that. What do we need to release? And then we would grow a new follicle inside, and then we'd ovulate on the full moon. We'd grow new ideas, we'd grow new intentions, and then we'd hopefully, <laughs> when, when we're ripe, <laughs> Uh, get impregnated and if not, you know, we would tie up loose ends and then bleed again and, and these women are very I believe connected to the cyclical wisdom and we've lost that And that's why in the Jewish tradition, which I was raised in the women don't study as much because they live the study in their biology and so now since we have electricity, we've gotten confused and we aren't led by the light of the moon, but we bleed on the full moon sometimes and i on the new moon. And so I think people who are looking to live more intentional lives, there's so many markers for how to do it with your cyclical nature, with the moon cyclical nature. And Jade is giving us an opportunity with the season cyclical nature. And for me, I get a little intense around the idea of smash that idea around instant gratification and that life is linear. We're mm-hmm. really living in a cyclical transient world and pressuring things, you know, that push, drive, drive, part of myself, my male side, um, that that is so imbalanced to the ease, grace, perfect timing mindset. And to balance those is, is, is crucial in my opinion. And so that is the riff I'd like to take off that topic. Um, <laughs> And please add to it, but I I have many more questions for you.
1: No, that was beautiful. I loved your interpretation of that. Thank you.
0: Yeah, um, I'm really excited to talk about this platform you have because I love your intention and the way from which you create, which is cyclical you circulate in a way that it's not to take from others that you trust the cyclical nature of things mm-hmm. and I think there are many free offerings on this platform the cacao consciousness platform would you mind sharing with us a bit about how it came about if it was you know over tea um yeah. and intention for the mission that you all have um, yeah. power of play sisterhood yoga meditation and um And then I have another question after that, but I'll let you start.
1: Okay, absolutely. Yes. Cacao Conscious. Oh, my heart just gets so warm when I say it. So Cacao Conscious, it is created by my girlfriend, Shannon, and I. Shannon and I did yoga teacher training together um, last summer at In Balance Yoga Studio in Blacksburg, Virginia. We both went to Virginia Tech and that's where the studio is. So we both deepened our practice there when we were students there. And we both returned to Tech to, or to Imbalance to do our yoga teacher training. But we did not know each other when we went to school. So we just met last year. And um, it was, that is just such a beautiful experience. You know, we did the immersion. So it was three weeks straight, Mm -hmm. I think eight hour days. Um, so it was really beautiful we were both just like completely submerged in it and we connected and we cried and we were together all day every day for three weeks so we really formed a beautiful friendship there initiation and,
0: sounded like See what the initiation process
1: oh my gosh it was just insane this experience really was a major stepping stone in my own personal spiritual journey. Um, I thought that I was spiritual before that, but I shed so many layers um, through just those three weeks of the yoga teacher training. It's such such a sacred practice, and I feel so grateful and honored to be able to share that through this platform. Um, yeah, so Shannon and I, we. I think we were, we, we went to a yoga music festival together and we realized we just love each other. We're best friends. Like we have to create something together because we just kind of bounce off each other with this goddess energy. And we just had so much energy in our relationship that we needed to create something. And we decided to create a platform to share yoga what we love and to share meditations and she likes to share her poems and I do my plant-based recipes and kind of just a platform for us to share and to serve and we're not expecting anything in return and that is the most satisfying and like pure feeling And I think that everyone, it would be so helpful for everyone to have something to exercise their heart chakra, to just give, give, give what they love and just like, let it be, you know, and let the universe create this beautiful offering for others. And those that may be um, like served to kind of join in, like, please come. And it is just amazing. So yeah, we've created this and we do yoga classes on our Instagram live and our Facebook live. at least three times a week. And we're also working with other um, fitness and exercise practitioners to do classes together with them. And we have our special offerings tonight. Actually, we have a Libra new moon flow and that is at 8 PM and it's on our Instagram live. We love this. And so it's just like a 35 minute yoga flow. And then we're going to do an intention setting afterwards. So, um, if you're interested in learning about, you know, the moon, or just want to do it with somebody else, please join us. It's so much fun, and um, there's nobody ever had a, you know, regretted getting on their mat at a Friday night, you know. So it's it's a nice way to celebrate the end of the week and set your new intentions and harness the energy of the the new moon.
0: Actually, would you mind just for dummies share a little bit about intention setting? Absolutely. Okay. Keep it in your life and why others should consider it.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's so important. So it's really, it's really powerful to do it at a new moon or during you know the beginning of a week or the beginning of a month or the beginning of a season or the beginning of your year. Um and just kind of closing your eyes and connecting with yourself and asking yourself like what do I want? asking yourself your desires from your heart space and ask what can enrich your life and what how you want to serve others and just kind of your dream highest version of yourself life and kind of pick one or two things and start working towards it. And it doesn't have to be anything big. It can be just a small little thing. I would like to, I want to feel amazing every day. And then you can kind of like trickle those little goals down into little intentions. And, um, you can also play around with affirmations as well. And you can use that with mirror work. And this is another thing that we would like to start getting into with cacao conscious. Um, you know, the power of your language is so, so, so important. So getting back into the intentions, um, yeah, just writing them down and you can have them on a little sticky note on your desk. So you can kind of look at them and remind yourself of them and remind yourself of the why and you can meditate on them and it can really just help you become more mindful on your why and on your own personal development Mm -hmm. as you do like go through this crazy beautiful busy life that you may have. I'm so glad we went there
0: because I think you and I take it for granted because we are living these lives, teaching these things and people who haven't really gotten into this stuff um, and like are letting life lead them rather than focusing. I was training with these martial artists, Tao masters and they're like, don't let your energy leak, you know, focus it where the mind goes, energy follows. And I personally had a little like cracking probably a month ago. Yeah. Beginning, around my, uh, one of my bloodlines, the Jewish New Year, uh, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, resetting a lot of focuses for my life and feel that I'm subliminal messaged everywhere I go. When the supermarket, on my phone, billboards, I can't help but be told who I am, what I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to look like, how much money I'm supposed to make, my values, and I I did it two years ago, but I had to kind of take the reins again this year because I've shifted a lot. And um, on my phone with the reminders have new kind of my virtues for living, like what I am, what I damn, damns me back. Each step will be laid out before me in perfect timing. I believe in miracles to really each day have to click them off in my mind and just subliminal message myself as much as Instagram is me- subliminal messaging me with the algorithms and such, you know, yeah. to get clear. And, um, and I think it was also odd for me to learn like, I'm allowed to get clear and ask for what I want. I'm allowed mm-hmm. to have my needs met. I thought it was selfish for a long time, but then I realized if I wasn't taking care of myself, I wasn't actually helpful. I thought I had to be needless. Uh, just always helping. And then I realized like I internally became kind of decrepit and really unhealthy, even though I thought I was giving out of a virtuous mindset.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And so really checking myself on what's sustainable. And I really struggled with the idea of having limitations. And when I learned that limitations are okay, then it, it gave me the structure of which I could grow Yes. I didn't want to have structure before. It could have been my artist mindset. When I really started to study habit development, behavior change, like routine grants freedom. You know, mm-hmm. if I eat a certain way 80, 90% of the time, my digestion just works better in general. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than if I'm like eating well 20% of the time, I'm struggling. and I don't have as much freedom in my body and my choices in my own
1: mm-hmm.
0: mental clarity because I'm just feeling like crap. Um, so I'm really, I'm really excited. We went there and, um, I'd love to hear if you have anything else to say on that topic before we move.
1: Yeah. I just want to touch and shed light on the fact that you, um, your realization that you have to fill yourself up first before you can fill others up. And this is a huge, I think it might be a block for those in the healing world. And, um, you know, It's like when you get on an airplane, they say, put your mask on before you can put somebody else's mask on. And it's so true. So another thing with your intentions is you direct your energy and some thoughts and awareness to you so you can fill yourself up. And you kind of make that a little action item for you, making sure you're filling yourself up. And that can be one of your intentions. And like you said, with your notifications, I love that. I love using modern technology to help us dive deeper into ourselves. I also have an alarm on my phone and a reminder, I think every day that says be. And one of the things that I'm working with right now is like shifting from the being to the doing, from the doing to the being mindset. Sorry, not from the being to the doing. Um, And this idea of being first, then doing, and then having, rather than doing, then being, then having. So leading from being is something that I'm personally working on, and that's one of my intentions. So an example is that of, you know, I would write it down and then put a reminder on my phone, and then that is kind of something how, that's a way that you can, um, keep that intention just like bleeding into your life from your devices and from like the modern world.
0: Oh, I'm so happy you went there because you're making me think about a study. My mentor just read that you're saying the journaling and the journal prompts. Uh, My friend said to me, June, you're so handwritten he was over last week and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you have notes everywhere around your house. Like on my door, I say, no phone, sacred space, you know, trying to keep segmenting what certain spaces are for. I, I have like, just, I write things and throw them on the wall. And he's saying, I'm behind a monitor all day, just used to a keyboard. And the study that she read was saying, since for thousands of years, we've been writing, we're used to learning through writing. hmm kids growing up on keyboards their cognition and being able to remember retaining information is reducing it's lessening, and so that the power of being handwritten is so huge um as you say you write it and you put it in the technology and we put it up somewhere that we're going to see every day if we don't want to check our phone um it's just extremely important um and and as you were talking about being and doing and, and circulating having this other question, I ask a lot of practitioners on here, since you're an incredible example of it, and you've already touched on it, so we can move past it if we don't have too much to say, is other practitioners who move from their secure job into a dream job, they might do it slowly or they might do it quickly, mm-hmm. We can often find themselves falling into scarcity mindset mm-hmm. financially or circulation wise, um, how do you suggest people move from a competition to collaboration mindset in the wellness industry? Because it's so needed and people are love and light and then they're cut through.
1: <laughs> <laughs> love and light to you. Oh yeah. I love this question so much. And I think what comes up for me is the purpose behind what we do is we're serving. So when I look at you and other women are in the same healing space, I don't even view you as competition because you, you, you add to me and I add to you. So how can we grow together and how can we better serve the world? We can serve the world much b- in a better, bigger, expansive way together than we could separately. So we're kind of tools to, to help each other grow rather than, um, being against you. Like by your side, I'm stronger. And by my side, you're stronger kind of thing, you know? Oh, it-
0: it, it makes me so like gushy, gushy, yummy, at ease to hear that because I feel the same thing. I will give someone my exact business plan. I'll give someone every little thing I do in yeah. my process because I feel we're all such a unique design. My friend Kate, yeah. I think I don't know the name of her company, does wellness work as well. She's like we're as different on the outside as we are on the inside. Like. I could do the same thing you're doing. I could try and take it and do it, but my flavoring is going to be different because my life experience yeah. and how I vibrate. There's no way we can copy and right. like arm and arm, help each other, lift each other. Oh, mm-hmm. And we're givers. And so I think too, and I keep being asked to make this mastermind for different entrepreneurs in the wellness industry to lean on each other. Um, Uh, Another idea, my aunt who has a law practice is like, you know, what I wish for you is having colleagues you can discuss cases with because you're stronger in your field of expertise when you Mm -hmm. you do that within your specific practice. I I just think you're such a great example of it, and I loved your your example there. So I'm very excited for this topic and I kind of wanted to leave it to the end even though we have plenty of time to speak on your motivation and the circumstances around what had you develop the Bridal Wellness and Support COVID Bride Guide Project.
1: Yes. Okay. So I guess it all started when... I guess COVID hit this year and I was a bride to be. So those are the two things that really have, um, I was in a circumstance of planning a wedding and also facing this external condition that was changing the environment and the world as we know it every single day. So the big unknown. Um, and I you know, I had my wellness business and I was building my business at the time. And I was also planning my wedding at the same time. And both were huge, huge babies that I was taking care of, you know, a little bit separately, I guess, you know, building my business and then planning my wedding. And then one day I I work with a beautiful, amazing life coach. If anyone needs a life coach, her name is Christine, let me know. She and I had a beautiful session and a major breakthrough came through. And we decided that I may want to try to build into my business what I'm also planning with my wedding. So pairing the wedding planning with the business. And then this beautiful COVID bride guide got born. And, um, you know, it was really beautiful because at the time I was navigating these um, difficult Challenging experiences with vendors and the unknown, and the locations, and the cake, and the just all of these external factors of planning a wedding, which is so much fun and it's beautiful. Um, But there was an extra layer of fear on top of it, and the unknown. So this year was particularly tough for me, and I used all of these um, practices that I've been practicing and these tools that I've learned from yoga and from my spiritual practice. And I applied them in this way to serve myself, to help me stay stable and not only stay stable, but to enjoy and to like thrive and just to have a joyful, fun experience planning this wedding, even with this crazy black smoke of the unknown all around it. So I wanted to really live in the moment as I was planning wedding planning. And I realized that I was able to do that with the amount of intention and awareness and work that I put into it. And I learned how to do it. And it was so much fun. And it filled me up so much that I want to help brides do other brides do that I want to help them, you know, if they need help to Find their perfect desired weight and their nutrition plan, I'm here for it. If they would like help learning new mindfulness practices, I've got you. You know, anything, every client, as you know, is different and will have different needs and desires, but I think that I have a whole tool belt. And now with the whole bridal situation, I plan my wedding myself. So I've learned a lot about that whole aspect of the industry. So I am just so passionate about helping other brides, especially after just having my wedding two weeks ago, which was a dream. Um, and I just am savoring every moment. So I know that the, the amount of mindfulness work that I've done in my life has led me to this point to have had this beautiful wedding planning and wedding experience. So I'd like to help other brides create that mindfulness muscle so that they can also like, be hyper aware and present throughout the entire experience and joyful and just remember every single second.
0: Totally. And I'm like, hashtag stress-free wedding. I mean, I talked to Jade two weeks before her wedding and she's just like, yeah, it's happening, all this stuff. And I'm going to a wedding in November and there's a lot of worry and fear and all this stuff. And I'm very excited to hear it you say this because it's making me think of I know a lot of women who are death doulas who are doulas for birth who are midwives and it's kind of like this is an initiation process when you get married you know they would have a dowry or they would (laughs) it would be a merging of two tribes or you know a merger (laughs) you know someone's there's this joke um, there was a family that my friend knew and he was like That's a financial merger, those two families or something. And uh, I'm like, I want a spiritual merger. Yes. (laughs) You know, because that is where my value lies. But it's a true initiation. It's a true um, process of weathering a lot of Mm -hmm. different things. and. I remember when my brother got married, my mom, and I didn't sleep two nights before. We could feel the energy from both families. There was three families, actually. Um, just It was just smoldering and really choosing this new weaving. And... For women to honor and get excited, you're kind of like a wedding doula. <laughs> um, I love that. <laughs> her, this experience that doesn't need to be full of hair pulling and fr- freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with all of the variables that you had, I just think a stress free wedding is something people are allowed to have because yeah. what I've gotten frustrated seeing is I can't count the number of fingers on my hand that. I'd say nine out of ten people I know were all sick on their honeymoon because of the amount that they stressed. Their immune system was low. They overshot themselves and then they spent all this money on a honeymoon and they were sick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, other people who are like, We're not doing the honeymoon right after the wedding, we're resting and then mm-hmm. we're doing a honeymoon a year later. But you had a great you were just here in Sedona, you had a great honeymoon. You were oh,
1: gosh. yeah, it it was a lot and it is such an intense, huge expansive life experience and there's a lot going on internally. So if you can just tweak a little bit of your awareness and your mindfulness to harness that energy and let it be excited and let it be, you know, I like to think that the like positive feeling of anxiety is excitement. So like let it be excited and let it kind of be airy and move around and be jittery a little bit. But like kind of encompass that in love and joy and like, let yourself feel that. And I was letting myself feel that. And it was fun. It was like, wow, I can't believe all of these things are happening And my my chest right now. I can really feel my body on fire and, um, you know, all excited. So it was fun and it helped me grow as a person, watching all the emotions, like come through my body. Uh, and that will serve me with other large events and other, Daily, daily events as well. Um, Just like the awareness that I've, how I've grown through this wedding experience, and I'm so excited for other brides that are going through a bride or a wedding experience this year or next year as well. Because you are so much stronger after you know putting your foot down and just doing it for love. Because leading with love, you're, you're stepping into your marriage for love and all of the external, all of the variables, they don't matter. So leading with love, that love heart chakra muscle just gets even bigger because you're just stepping past all of the worries and the fears. So if you're getting married this year, you are loved. Your love muscle is growing and you are so strong and it's so much fun. (laughs)
0: I love hearing this. I don't hear that every time people talk. They're like, oh, stress when it comes to wedding, stress-free weddings. Yeah,
1: that's right. I, nobody, I mean, it's such a huge experience and there's so many people involved too. So I also was very intentional about how I could become closer to those that were participating in the wedding. So I really got created, creative and had Most of my girlfriends have a little job or a position in the wedding. So that helps me connect with them on a deeper level and it helps them feel important and it helps me in my wedding planning because they were helping. Um, Just so little shifts like that, really making it not just, just about you, but about others. And that's another thing with the heart chakras, you know, giving, you give and then you receive. So you give this day, you share this day with others and then they'll, be a part of this day. And it's just like a bigger, more expansive day when you have everyone's hearts are full, you know?
0: (laughs) I love it. And I feel that Jade really teaches the tools that I try and teach and that we need as many people sharing right now and forever, which is expanding our capacity to feel, expanding our capacity to experience. And I remember being so sensitive growing up. I had a uh, brain trainer say, Do you feel like you're the power of a uh, fire hose through a tiny water hose? The amount of water and energy coming through. And I'm like, yes. And I feel like my water little baby gardening hose is going to burst. And Jade really explaining to us in real time, real time circumstance of how you teach the skills of how do we expand our capacity to feel and we need those skills and tools and um we need them in stress management and what, what we're both trying to share in our own unique ways and i'm really excited you started to speak on the heart chakra because you said you like to educate and and really work around helping people expand that energy center i don't know if you want to say anything more because you shared a lot there but if you do to yeah. hear sure.
1: Sure. Yeah. It has a little special place and I'm still working with it to incorporate it more in my business. I actually just started kind of working on my heart chakra this year when I was planning my wedding. So it's kind of, um, what I've been learning more about. I think in the past I've been kind of in the lower chakra areas or focusing on the upper and the heart is really the bridge between the two the lower chakras, which is the physical and the upper chakras, which is the the spiritual. So very strong energy center here. And it's the color green, jade green. No, I'm just kidding. Um, And it's just all about love. And when I think about like the love muscle that I also speak about, it's the heart chakra. So the more that you give love and you can help others expand love in their hearts you're you're growing your heart chakra so you're just growing other people's hearts and what can you do to to send love to the person across from you to help them grow their hearts so these heart chakras that are kind of um communicating with each other and then how do we do that when we're not right across from each other right so thinking about how to just work that heart chakra muscle by just giving love and something like how I have cacao conscious. How can you share what you love? How can you share and give and give and give? And then it just comes back. The more you give, the more you receive. And then the heart chakra grows. So something yes. that I'm still exploring working with, but such a beautiful, warm, loving, compassionate feeling when you just speak about it.
0: And you have such an eloquent way of making a bridge to connect to that idea. And I think we we teach what we need to work on the most. I know yeah. he teaches mindfulness in elementary schools all over New York, and he he said that he's like I was a really angry person. Working with these kids every day he heals me. Um, and I had worked with many uh, chocolatiers and you know cacao medicine holders, and have heard many stories about cacao because it's a vasodilator. So it is good for the heart, and it is the heart of medicine. And One of my dear friends, Shari, who has um, communal uprising chocolate, she gets the most incredible heirloom, healthy, uh, ethically sourced (laughs) cacao from South America, was saying that there's legends. It would grow, the cacao vine would grow when the tribes would be at war. And they would drink the cacao and they would say, Oh my brother what was i thinking i was in my head not in my heart and they would you know make peace or they would stop warring and then some cultures in the south would drink a cup of cacao every day and some would only drink it once a year and it's a very sacred um mes- very sacred medicine that people can kind of get like a cacao high if they drink too much because they mm-hmm. feel the energy of love and I've heard different things about the Heart Energy Center that it's the biggest, but then sometimes I hear that like Tanjan and the Dantian is really big. But um, what I learned lately about the Heart Chakra is people are horse people or they're not horse people. I'm a horse person. My friend with horse medicine workshops here and communicates with animals and helps a lot of people who learn through animals. And that the heart, my friend Nadine, Uh, incredible massage therapist and works with horses the heart chakra she said on a horse is like 10 times bigger than any other species and Mm -hmm. you feel the horse and you're like yes or some people are like oh oh that's good that that's a did you see that i just ripped this out something is is expressing (laughs) sorry um (laughs) you either feel the horse heart chakra or you're like kind of intimidated by it. Um, I have a mentor who used to say, when your favorite crystal cracks, it means like, the energy that it was trying to teach you has been used. It's like, it's supposed to celebrate mm-hmm. when it breaks or cracks, because it's like, it served its purpose.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Um, and a friend of mine was borrowing a crystal, a very, very expensive, large crystal from our mentor. And it broke. And she was really worried. Like he's kind of a guru. So she called the secretary team and they are like, she was like, I was driving, holding the crystal in my lap really carefully. And it just cracked. And she called the secretary team and was like, what do I do? They're like, it's his favorite crystal. It's thousands of dollars. And she's, they're like, just bring it back. And she brought it back to him. In a classic sage elder, he had this pizza party prepared. He's like, it's a, cele- we celebrate when something like this happens. Like, it's a celebration. You don't. Yeah.
1: Um, I love that. I've never heard of that, that idea, but I'm definitely going to hold that close to me next time something breaks. Cause that's a beautiful thing to, to think about how did this serve me? And it's just. That.
0: And this is an old, old bracelet, like maybe more than 10, 15 years um, so I'm sad that we're almost done. We have so many yummy questions left. Um, I'm curious, I kind of want to, if you want to share anything, you can, I kind of want to go into, um, some questions I ask when I have female practitioners on, sure what is your evolving perspective of beauty and relationship to your body as a woman and advice for other women having body issues or falling in love with themselves and believing who they are, where they're at is beautiful. I want that to look like for you and your life history and any advice you might give.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love this question because Now at this point, I can look at it in a light way and learn, you know, use this question to share what I've learned. I was a competitive gymnast when I was younger and I was homeschooled for it. It was my entire life. So I grew up with this conditioning that, you know, I was in my body in a leotard every day. So what I looked like really was huge in competitive gymnastics. and um, I was really hyper aware of my appearance and how that affected my um, ability to like achieve in gymnastics kind of because we were competing a lot. and you had to be beautiful and you know have the muscles and be thin. And so I think I grew up from that that really masculine energy of like my body must look a certain way to function a certain way to win. Um, and I, you know, I had a really bad back injury that, um, led me to leave gymnastics and then start normal school. And, um, I think that that mindset conditioning with the the whole body image appearance kind of stayed with me throughout high school. And I think when at that time it was relatively normal as a teenage girl to have body image issues and to look in the mirror and stare at your legs the whole time. And, um, so I think it was, it was okay there. But then when I moved to New York, another kind of ball game started because I was working in the fashion industry and I loved my, I lived my best life in New York. I loved living, working in fashion, but there was a part of me that always wanted to be a little bit thinner. Um, working in the fashion industry, a lot of my friends were models. I did a little bit of showroom modeling at the company that I worked for, so I'd walk around in like bathing suits sometimes. So I just remember staring at myself in the mirror and just looking at my legs um, and wanting them to be thinner. And now I've done so much work from that space, and some of the healing work that I do with myself is to go back to that moment when I was looking at myself in the mirror and looking at my thighs and look at my eyes instead of looking at my legs, like look in my eyes and and see what I can heal there, what I can stop trying to change from the external, what I look like. So how can I change how I feel about this? And I think that has done so much work for me.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing such an intimate expression of what your journey has been, because I definitely relate with excessively pulling my hair and wearing wigs in high school and still enjoying wearing wigs and um, and really believing when I went through a period shaving my head that I could never be lovable by men, maybe only women. Or I was just so identified with what I saw in a magazine for mm-hmm. what I was creating in and in a mid- admitting the partner I have now is the healthiest, most healing love, and he knew I was wearing a wig the moment I met him and yeah. i and and I just feel that we were in high school together, maybe more than it feels like two decades ago, but I did a research paper on body dysmorphic disorder body dysmorphia and then the research was all like people who don't come out of their houses because they think their nose is their size of a beak or michael jackson and people who do excessive plastic surgery and now with all these filters and especially my friends in japan and korea who are always changing their face with their filters the body dysmorphic issue is running rampant among young people and i don't think I realized the extreme pressure and culture the young ones are growing up in now but I do like this comforting narrative that each of our souls comes in at a certain time yeah. for a mission on earth that we're right. have variables around us to learn our lessons it's just it's hard to see these little ones I was eating at a restaurant and these little girls that their little waists were so thin I I just hadn't seen such, I was thin, you were thin, but I hadn't seen like that. All three of them, they're eating like big meals and I'm like, what's going on there? Is it, and I don't believe it's just nutrients. I believe it's mental patterns of anxiety as well. Like how are they holding themselves? What are they reading and inputting? But um, our evolving perspective of beauty because it's shifting and changing. And I remember doing mirror work in the tub when I was 30 pounds different than I am, my shape is a bit smaller now and trying to say, I love you and I thank you. I cherish you. And then a year later, uh, no, many years later in the tub after my accident where I had fallen 25 feet and broken my back and my belly was numb in my lower back and my left leg. And I put my hands and I'm like, just let me feel you again. Mm-hmm. And it was just a whole different layer. And then women who have carried a baby for nine months and it's always evolving and allowing ourselves to have that knowing, um, and, and give ourselves that permission for that perspective to grow and evolve and change. Um, I think your, your expression was so poignant that it's the eyes, it's the perspective that we need to get in check.
1: Yeah, it is beautiful. And another thing, you know, back then I was thinking so much about how I looked and and putting my value, my personal value on like my external appearance. And now I'm so grateful that I've had the shift and it's taken a lot of work to look at my body as like a vessel, you know, this body as, best that I can treat it, the best that I can feed it, the best that I can talk to it, that I can love it, that I can honor it, that I can have a relationship with it, the best that it will serve me so I can serve others. So I can be my highest self and she can shine through with an energetic, beautiful body. However, that changes, you know, I just, it's more about feeling than looking now. And it's about showing up and just letting yourself shine out of it, rather than just kind of trying to put it away or make it smaller or make it different. Just like be, you know, just be the the biggest brightest version of yourself with the body that you have and like shed every ounce of love that you can on your body. And, um, the amount of love that you'll feel and energy that you'll feel without having to, or wanting to suppress to suppress anything. Um, you'll just have loads of energy.
0: And my career is then, they'll attract partners, reflections, Mm -hmm. people, communities that value that way of interacting with the body and the vessel, Mm -hmm. Uh, not someone who's interested in just the superficial, vain parts of me or you or clients I work with as well, but the depthful parts, Mm -hmm. their intelligence, Mm -hmm. um, their curiosity, their giving nature, and so, Mm -hmm. I'm so happy we went there. That was such a crescendo finale.
1: Yes, it was. That felt so good.
0: Feeling. And um, I'd love to just ask, where can people find you and contact you, read about you?
1: Sure. So right now I'm active on COVID Bride Guide Instagram and Cacao Conscious Instagram. So I'm on those most every day. And then my website is jadeewellness.com so you can go there or email me at jadeewellness@gmail.com at and i'd love to hear from you, collaborate with you, create with you, cry with you, flow with you. So please i'd love to hear from any and all of you that would like to connect.
0: Thank you Jade, thank you Shannon at cacao conscious. Yeah. And, um, I hope you guys enjoyed. Please ask any questions you have on the Facebook comments. This will be later posted to other platforms like Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. And I hope you all have a great day. This was the personal, local, global wellness show hosted by Syndacy Wellness. You'll find things on our YouTube channel at Syndacy Wellness. You can find me at syndacywellness.com, www.syndacywellness.com. I think it works easier. And we'll see you soon. Thank you, Jade, for being with us today.
1: Thank you, June the real fundamental you 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 well if you like a place where well, there's never a dull moment choose the right flavor of wellness for you syndacy wellness hosts the personal
0: local global wellness show